Hi, my name is Danielle S. And welcome to Random Reviews and Oatmeal, the show where I do reviews from the past, present, and future entertainment. Also, I like oatmeal. Not the instant kind. It's not even good for you. Keep it with the real stuff. Okay, and let's get started. All right, getting started. So we always get started with this with oatmeal. I like oatmeal. I have discovered it during my quarantine off. I know I'm late to the party. When I started getting into oatmeal, I was looking up all these recipes, and most of them were for four years ago. So I am very late to the oatmeal game. But trust me, oatmeal is great. So you want to do what I had was the basic oatmeal, you know, water, oats, a little bit of salt, let that on boil, turn down the simmer, and then take it out and add your toppings. So my go-to when I have no idea about what I want to put on it is cinnamon and honey. Cinnamon is good for you, honey is good for you, and you don't even need a lot of honey. I just put a teaspoon in there. And then, but for today, I also had some Planner's Nutrition Nuts, which is like a mix, um, mix of nuts in there. And this one was like hard healthy. I don't really know if it's hard healthy, but you know, what I had was honey, cinnamon, and a mix of nuts in there. And it was tasty. Okay, thank you very much. I hope that you will like to try some oatmeal because it's good for your digestion, cleans out your arteries. It's it's good. It is not bad. You know what's bad? Okay, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's what is it's yucky. I don't like it. It's yogurt. I tried yogurt a couple of times, and it is not for me. I tried yogurt. I literally tried yogurt a couple of times. I just can't. I literally can't. Alrighty, so what I want to talk to you briefly about is two things before we go into our official review. And the first one is The Alienist. It's a show that has Dakota Fanning, Luke Evans, uh, and Daniel. I'm not going to say his last name because I would butcher it because I would butcher a person's name. Just easy names is for me. But check that out. It's a period piece um, in 1800 Chicago. It's a murder mystery. It's based on three books of the same title name. It's really good. The season finale is coming up today on TNT. And the best part is if you have Comcast, season one is on, on demand there. So you can go and catch up. I honestly think season two is better than season one, which is what you want in the show. It's a progression of it to get better and better. And also, they give in the main character, uh, Laszlo, a little bit of a break. You know, they introduced him in the the first season, and he was a bit too heavy-handed for me. Second season, he is not that heavy-handed. I feel like he's coming more out of his shell um, a bit more, and I like that. Um, So, Dakota uh, Dakota Fanning... (laughs) Dakota plays Sarah, and Sarah is a detective. She is a strong woman, but just also wants to be a woman, too. And she is leading the case to find a a missing baby and also find the person who takes the baby and eventually kills him because they're crazy. You know, the bad guy. And then you have 
uh, Luke Evans, who plays John Moore, and they're basically their love interest to Sarah and vice versa. And he's a guy that's come into his own. Um, he He's kind of wimpy, but he's not wimpy at the same time. The dude gets saved a lot. But at the same time, you see him keep his purpose strong. So while I think he does have, he's kind of meek, He's also a strong person as well. And that's that's like a really good dichotomy that they have. Um, so I really like the show. I really like it's the season finale is today. Two out so two hours, so two episodes. Check it out. And the next thing I want to talk about is trailers. Well, one trailer in Pacific. And it's called Power Book Two Ghost. Now I was into power uh, for its first, you know, book. But the show went off the rails in the last couple seasons. I mean, it was really off the rails in the first season, too, because I always thought the main character, Ghost, was he made all of his problems happen. You know, he should have just stayed away from Angela and put his foot down with um, Natasha, his wife. You know, this is how it's going to be. Uh, (laughs) and then there was Tommy who was in the first, uh, series too. And he was always Tommy, you know, you can rely on Tommy to be Tommy. Tommy was great. Uh, so what, like I said, this is about the second, um, this is about the trailers for book two, which follows, uh, who's the kid's son? Reek, Tariq. I hate Tariq. I literally hate him. He turned into an A-S-S. O-L-E and a bunch of other explicative words. He, I just couldn't, especially in the last three seasons of the original show. And now they want me to look around and follow him here. I'm like, no. And besides, and so it looks like Tasha is in jail for killing ghosts, but of course she didn't do it. I believe Tariq did it. I don't even remember because I I was buzzing out of the last season of the last show because I just couldn't take the buffoonery. Seriously. So that's what's happening. And then he's going off to college and he, of course, is dealing drugs. There's Mary J. Blige. There's a couple of people from the first season, first series carried over to this series. And all I can think is, is I don't want to follow Tariq around. Okay, I'm happy that the actors still have a job and everybody else. Now the newcomers still have a job, too. But Tariq is a little S-H-I-T head. Like, seriously. I don't want to follow that person around. Uh, I think it premieres sometime in September. If you want to check it out, go ahead. But I'm still tapping out of it. I tapped out of the first season, the first series uh, of Power. I can't carry over to this one because Tariq is just not a person you want to follow. He is not the anti-hero. He is, it, I don't know what they're trying to make him into being, you know, when you follow the bad guy around and yet you still like him anyway. <laughs> no, Tariq is not that. <laughs> I just, I really just can't. But good job for the actors that still have a job. Hopefully it does well. You can get preceding series. I don't even have stars anymore because <laughs> I have Comcast. And Comcast, for some reason, them and stars just don't get along no more. So I don't even have to worry about seeing it. But I just had to quote on 
you know, see in that trailer. I just, I really just can't, but good job, guys. Keep your jobs. Okay, so now we're moving into the meat of our, of my review, which is sometimes when I see shows, I see it way too late in it. And during this quarantine, I've been Netflixing a lot. And because of that, it's like, I'm kind of getting tired of Netflixing a little bit. So I'm shifting to Netflix in the morning. And then at night, I'll watch something that's on TV through Comcast. Because, hey, paying that bill, right? You might as well. They'll make, you know, you're paying the money. You might as well. So the show that I picked out um, is City on a Hill. City on a Hill came out in 2019 on the Showtime channel. I completely, I feel like I completely missed the show. Like, seriously, I finished the final episode a few days ago. And to be honest, I watched it mostly for Eldis Hodge and uh, Kevin Bacon. Overall, I thought the show was okay. I did a little bit of research just to be like, I am a good reviewer, even though I missed this show by a year. (laughs) So Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76 critic score and overall an 80% audience score. So that's good. Um, so City on a Hill, um, they want me like to jump into the city of Boston's personality because that's where the, the show takes place in Boston. And there's a lot of changes going on in the city that takes place in the 1990s in Boston. Like the city was on a mist of change and it, had, it still has its famous accent. And like the driving plot of the show is there is a robbery of an armored car that ends badly. The heist goes off well at first. This is in the first episode. And then when they are basically taking the guards away to this undisclosed area, probably just to handcuff them and leave them out in addition and, you know, finish taking the cash. But unfortunately, one of the guards, like the guards fight back and in the bra pulls off one of the robber's mask. And, you know, there's no witnesses. Like they want no witnesses. Even though at this point, Right at this point, they like to say that in Boston, there is a cone of silence that is ingrained in the neighborhoods, like in the whole city, people notice from the white folks to the black folks in there. And basically, it's a rule that says it's a code that says don't talk to the police or anyone affiliated with the systems. So that's no state's attorney or the FBI either. Like interesting. It's really interesting because the show likes to repeat cone of silence or keep your mouth shut or he won't talk or someone is having a conversation about not talking slash snitching like every other episode. So if you do snitch, like you're shamed, no, your family won't like you, your friends won't like you, you lose your reputation and you're basically signing your own death warrant. So why did the robbers kill the guards? Because they had Boston accents, too, and obviously lived in a city and knew the code. Like, that part, I really don't get why those guards had to die. It, it doesn't make any sense. And it's basically the cause of the crew's problem, the robber's problem. So, basically, at that point, you know, the show goes on. You know, now it's insert a bunch of side plots to where it's basically trying to become a character study. 
City on a Hill doesn't want to have just a black and white narration of good guys versus bad guys. It's not only about what the robbers did, it's why and the law enforcement that is, you know, tasked with arresting them and bringing them to justice and how they go about it too. It's, it, I think it wants to let the audience decide, you know, does it end justifies the means? Because, you know, people be broke. People want justice, you know, in this world where he is not, you know, helping you out to the fullest. Like, unfortunately, this is what you gotta do. And the the robber, um, Frankie Ryan, played by Jonathan Tucker, you know, that's how he puts food on his family plate. Well, he sort of puts food on his family plate right there because then they gotta launder the money, but there's only so much money they can launder. So they don't actually get to spend the money just yet to put the food on the plate. So the family's still poor, even though they robbing armored cars. Mm. And then you have our, so he's the bad guy character of this. Well, supposedly the bad guy character of this. They want to put it in morally gray because, you know, the guy's Frankie Ryan got to put food on his family plate. He has to pay the bills to keep the electricity on. The hot water heater needs fixing, you know? So on the other side of the of the spectrum, not really the other side, but on the spectrum too, is the person who is going to be out to catch Ryan, Frankie Ryan and his crew. And that is the assistant district attorney, DeGrassi Ward, played by Eldris Hodge. Like he, he is a guy that wants to do his job the way it's supposed to be done. But the legal system is broken slash corrupt. Like he can't come onto the scene to be the hero and the shining knight. He has to dip his hands in the mud before saying he wanted to rip up the corrupt legal system. And to be fair, like he doesn't actually go that far into the dark side. He's more like an anti-hero and we do like those types. So, I mean, he's on the gray scale, but shoot, it's, it's more tinted to the white. <laughs> now, the other anti-hero of this show that you probably won't like is Kevin Bacon's character, and his name is FBI agent Jackie Rhodes. He is not a lovable anti-hero. He is always out for himself. He only saves the day when it's necessary and when and will he will actually show up and take credit for other people's work. Like he even gets people killed. Because he shows up to a case that he shouldn't be yet or feels like he should be a part of. And thus, oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. He's not a good guy, basically. So those are like the three main guys of the show. But they also have their families, their um, their friends, the crew, of course. Um, but like in the end, like still nothing jumped out of me that spoke. Wow. I Like I need to see what happens next. But I did stick around and see the season finale, so it's not a complete waste. And Ron Tomatoes be like, this is still good. Remember the 76 critics, 80% audience, so they like it. Um, so the season ended, and it wasn't on a cliffhanger. It was open-ended. So if the show were to get canceled after the first season, it would be in a good place to do so because it's an open-ended story, but still the main one is is done you know they the main plot line is wrapped up to uh, a degree so 
Well, guess what? City on the Hill was renewed for a second season, but who knows when it's going to go into production. And sometimes, you know, the network execs like to change their minds. Um, so I did check out the, the ratings numbers and season one did half a million and another half a million on DVR. So that's like a million a week. That's pretty good. Um, so it has a chance to grow and get I would say get tighter in format, get better, I would guess. So, and also, so, and also, you know, it's on on demand. So they, they're getting my ratings for my one view in that too. And guess what? Um, they're probably using, the, they're probably taking into account that the executive producers are Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, their movie stars, of course. And there's one other guy named Tom Fantina, I probably said that last that name wrong. I should see, I don't say last names or names that I don't know because I'm really, I'm going to mess it up. So I try avoiding it. Obviously, I didn't air. Anyway, so what made me give this show a try, even though I missed it on the first round, like I said, I've been Netflixing a lot since the virus shut down the world, and I was just looking for something on my regular TV before... Like, before, you know, the virus shut everything down, there was so much TV that things just slipped through my radar. City on a Hill did. And so I was just looking for something to watch at night, you know, make a new routine. Netflix is my morning stuff. So in the morning, what I like to do is, of course, wake up, exercise. While I'm exercising, I'll catch some Netflix, and then I'll go into cooking my breakfast, and that's another Netflix. And so that's basically about an hour or an hour and a half of Netflix that I do every morning. And so at night, I was just looking for something different. Not so much as movies or TV. I know sports are coming back, I know. But every other day, you kind of hear, like, somebody's testing positive across the the the, the leagues. But I'm like, uh, we'll see how long the season lasts. Hmm. <clears throat> So, but then there's On Demand, and that's when I came across the name Kevin Bacon. And I was like, I know that name. He does a lot of horror movies lately. I think the one that came out recently was He Should Have Left. I didn't see it. Horror movies, I'm like, I'm a back and forth. It depends. And so, like, and then I saw the name Eldris Hodge, and then that name sounded familiar, but I wasn't sure until I hit the OK button on the remote to, and, like, to at least see what the show looks like. Because sometimes you just want to see what the production value is. <laughs> I was like, Cause why not? And though, so lo and behold, there was Eldis Hodge. I recognized him from a few things like Leverage, which is a TV show, and Brian Banks. It's like a movie about a guy being in jail for unjust reasons. So I was like, okay, let me check him out. Because I wasn't going to watch it for the plot. I was basically watching it for the actors. So, you know, at the end of the day, like both of the guys are really good actors in the ensemble cast does a really good job performance-wise, but the show is just, you know, it's okay. I don't know. Will I stick around for the second season? Probably, like I said, I do watch shows sometimes just for the actors. And, I mean, even though the main plot 
to me wasn't that interesting. There was a couple side, there's like one couple side plots that I did find interesting. I won't ruin it because just to say, just because the main one didn't work out doesn't mean you might not like some of the relationships in the show. Because, you know, there has to be a silver lining. It does have a second season. Um, hopefully it can go into production, but who knows for America right now. It just seems like stuff is stuff is just happening and it keeps happening and vaccine anyway thank you so much for giving me a listen thank you for listening to my rants hopefully i will watch season two hopefully season two of city on a hill will go on production and everything is good and safe that's all i want till next time remember to be safe stay healthy Keep your immune systems up. Thank you and goodbye. Please remember if you have any questions or anything you'd like me to review or you actually seen City on a Hill when it came out, feel free to give me a message. Thanks. Bye.